As a park ranger, I thought I had seen everything the woods had to offer. But that was before I stumbled upon the artifact. It was buried deep in the woods, buried beneath a pile of leaves and twigs. I almost missed it, but something about the way it glinted in the sunlight caught my eye. I dug it up with my bare hands, and as soon as I held it in my grasp, I knew that it was something special. It was a strange device, with a series of buttons and knobs that I had never seen before. But as I examined it more closely, I started to realize that it was attracting something, something dangerous. At first, I thought it was just my imagination. But as I walked through the woods, I could feel a presence behind me, watching my every move. It was like a predator, stalking its prey. I tried to shake the feeling, but it only grew stronger. And then, it attacked me. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. It was fast and agile, with razor-sharp teeth and claws. It moved through the woods with lightning speed, and I could barely keep up. I tried to defend myself, but my gun was no match for the creature's speed and agility. It seemed to be drawn to the artifact, and it wouldn't stop until it had taken it back. As I ran through the woods, I realized that I was hopelessly outmatched. The predator was faster, stronger, and more determined than I could have ever imagined. And as it closed in on me, I knew that my time was running out. But then, something strange happened. The artifact in my hand started to glow, and the predator recoiled in fear. It was like the device had some kind of power over the creature, something that it couldn't resist. I took my chance and ran, running as fast as I could through the woods. I didn't look back, but I could feel the predator's presence behind me, growing weaker with each passing moment. When I finally made it back to the ranger station, I was shaken and confused. I had never encountered anything like that before, and I had no idea what to do next. But I knew one thing for sure, the artifact was dangerous, and I couldn't let it fall into the wrong hands. I locked it away in a secure location, knowing that it would always be a threat, lurking in the shadows of the woods. And to this day, I can still feel the predator's presence, stalking me from the depths of the forest. I know that I got lucky, that I narrowly escaped with my life. But I also know that there are things out there that we can't explain, things that we may never fully understand. And that terrifies me more than anything. This happened in the summer of 2020 in Lawrence County, along Blaine Creek in eastern Kentucky. My mom's home, where I grew up, is situated in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. There are no houses or neighbors within half a mile of her house. The area is simply beautiful mountains. One night her old dog was barking, whimpering, and growling. He just wouldn't stop acting up. My mom was confused since there were no outside noises that she herself could hear. The dog was pacing back and forth to the door and windows. After 30 minutes or so she decided to grab her flashlight and go outside to make sure everything was okay. No animals had been messing with her trash cans, so she figured her dog was picking up the smell of a raccoon or other nocturnal critter. She scanned her yard in the creek and didn't see anything out of place. So she turned to go back into the house and that's when she saw it. 
I will give the best description that I can from what she told me. I've never seen it myself and hope I never do. She said it was standing on its hind legs. These hind legs looked like an animal's but the front looked more human. It had patches of long light colored fur all over the body and legs. The top looked like a humanoid man while the lower part looked like an animal. The face was very odd. She called it an alien ape man. She said that it stood about seven feet in height and was muscular. She stood paralyzed with fear shining her light on it It looked at her. Then it started walking on all fours out of her yard towards the back and toward the mountain. It did stop and looked back at her a few times but finally disappeared into the darkness. There was another encounter. One night a few weeks later her dog began acting up again. She decides to stay inside. She turned her lights off and looked out of her dining room window. There was a pole light in the yard. She was able to see it again although it was further away from her and not as detailed. She said it had the same shape and was the same thing she saw just weeks earlier. She backed away from the window for a few minutes, then looked out again. It was gone. After that, she would walk out onto the back porch and fire her shotgun at dusk hoping the creature would heed her warning. It's been over two years now and she still fires the shotgun every early evening. The creature hasn't returned. Alright everybody with a knowledge of cryptids. I'm hunting for information on a cryptid I'm not even sure has been marked down yet. There has been multiple sightings. In my small town of Merrill, Michigan, something of which doesn't match a single cryptid I've read about yet, and I've read a lot. I personally have not seen it, so I'm sorry for breaking that rule, but I have three witnesses that I would put my life on, and I really want to know about this thing. The first witness is my uncle, and he is the main reason I'm on this hunt. When he was young, he used to take night walks in the neighbor's woods. Right before sunrise, as long as it was dark enough so no neighbors could see him. He would take a very dim flashlight with him on purpose, and if he thought anyone saw him or was following him, he'd put his hand over it and hide in the woods darkness. He claims the main things that scared him were the raccoons and possums. He never had problems with people on his walks, but he still knew the risk of trespassing. Though his story isn't very exciting, he got the best view on the creature out of all three witnesses, claiming that it only stood a few feet tall and had legs bend backwards with large, fly-like eyes and the rest of it looked like a kangaroo in a monkey hybrid. There are many cryptids that are close in visuals, but none of them have thick hair and big eyes like this one had. I showed him drawings of other look-alike cryptids, he's dismissed every one of them. He claimed that he was walking out of the woods just as it was getting brighter, the sky was gray and the woods still dark from the trees, but the road almost visible down the whole mile. On his way across the road back to the house, he saw that thing a little ways down the road. It's said to have crossed the road in two steps, despite being short, and disappearing into the woods my uncle had just exited. The second witness is deceased now. He was a natural conspiracist so it came as no surprise when I heard this story years ago. Though his description was much less valuable, I have the belief that this was the same cryptid. 
A couple miles away from the first incident, this man said that he seen a small, ape-like figure jump almost to the tops of the trees. This is the least resourceful sighting because I cannot ask this man to answer anything he left out or to give more info. This is all I have for his sighting. The third is my grandma's good friend, Sylvia, from a stay away. Every 4th of July, they park a camper in my grandma's yard and stay for a week or two to visit all the friends and family they left behind when they moved out of state. Keep in mind, these folk have never even heard the stories of this creature, and for this story, I was in the house as it happened. Sylvia's husband had a few beers with my grandparents. There's a big tree on the side of a barely used road, and he walked over to it to use the bathroom. As he was peeing on this tree, he noticed the same big, black bug eyes that my uncle had seen. It was staring him down from the tree line across the road, and as soon as he focused on it, the cryptid backed up into the brush and was gone. Me and my uncle freaked out about this, as you would. Cause it had been a six or so years since someone we knew spotted this thing. As crazy as it sounds, me and my whole family believe and know this creature. We've even narrowed down where it possibly calls home based on how far sightings go. Sorry for the long and many paragraphs. If you have any idea what might be lurking around mid-Michigan, please leave a name of a cryptid or a description or drawing. My family and me all want to know what so many of us have seen. Any ideas? There's more sightings too, these are just the most reliable, believable and descriptive. I lived in the tri-state area of Virginia. I had a lot of strange experiences in the woods that surrounded the property I grew up on. Now that I'm older I'm just now realizing how weird these experiences are. Two of them stick out hardcore in my mind as super weird. My first experience I was wandering in the woods across from my house. I loved going up there and doing and finding things like old bottles, rocks, and just whatever caught my attention, you know dumb kid stuff. I however did notice the bones, multiple large piles of bones. I just figured that some hunter had just left the carcasses out in the woods. It was turning dark and I was heading back home but I heard something behind me whispering my name. The voice was raspy and sounds broken in a weird way. I started running back in the direction of the house. The sound of footsteps followed me to the edge of the woods. A road ran in between my house and the woods, I turned around and looked back. I saw what looked like a dark shadow darting back into the woods. The second one is much more scary to me as I was older and remember it much more clearly. It was late at night my mom wasn't home at this as she was at a party and was going to be hanging out there for a few days that summer break. It was the middle of the night I had been spending it on the computer watching YouTube. I had gotten up to get something from the kitchen to drink. As I was coming back I heard my pet bloodhound scratching and howling on the outside of the door to be let in. Our house was fenced and so when she need to go out I just let her out and closed the door waiting for her to scratch at it to be let back in. I hadn't remembered letting her out but I figure I had just forgotten about it. As I was about to unlock and open the door I heard growling from behind. I had let her out but had let her back in just a few hours ago before dark. 
She and the other dogs were standing behind me growling at the door fully ready to attack what was on the other side. I noticed that the scratching had stopped but the howling had distorted sounding more like broken version of it. I heard whatever was at the door run off. I tried to look out the window to see what was there all I saw was two yellow glowing eyes staring back at me from those woods. Nowadays I would have chalked all this up to a vivid imagination but I've never been able to imagine things as I have aphantasia. So I have absolutely no clue to what this was. I figure it was a skinwalker because I remember hearing that the local national park that would always pay actual Indians to travel up from, I think, Arizona to take part of the reenactment. But I don't know that's why I'm posting it here to see what you guys think. I was just hanging out with my friends in the alley by the Panaderia, Mexican bakery. We used the alley and the parking lot to skateboard and just hang around and talk. There were five of us and we saw this thing standing on top of the flea market across the parking lot. It looked like a large man, but he had wings that were wider than a car. It was watching us and it had very bright red eyes that looked like the tail lights of a car. It stood there making these chirping noises that we could clearly hear, even from across the parking lot. It stood there for about a minute watching us, it made us all feel like we were in danger and that it was after us. It then shot straight into the air and flew over us, the entire time it kept watching us as it flew over. My friend wanted to run but we told him to stay still or it might chase us and it would lead it to where we lived. I silently prayed to La Virgin de Guadalupe for protection and this thing kept flying away from us and headed off in the direction of the arch. It made us all very scared and when we talked about it the next day, we felt that one of my friend's ex-girlfriends might have sent it after us. She practices brujeria and it just seems like something she would do. If it was meant to scare us, then it did what it was supposed to do as all of us were scared out of our wits. This could very easily not be a skinwalker, but wanted to post anyway. I was with my friends walking through the woods late at night a few weeks ago, and this area is supposedly haunted so some of them were scared. I was mentioning skinwalkers and how they can appear if you mention them just to try and scare my friends. Not too much later, we saw eyes in the woods, which appeared to be a mountain lion when we got closer. We live in South Central Connecticut, so mountain lions are extremely rare. My friends started running away and I followed. We looked back and saw the eyes behind us a few times, but eventually it went away. Does this sound similar to other ski walker stories, or am I just being paranoid? I live in western New York. At the complex my fiancé and I share is heavily populated. Lots of houses on the outside of the property as well but directly behind our building is a very large section of dense forest. When we first moved here three years ago, we used to go out there to smoke joints and such as we didn't want to on our back deck. Shortly afterwards we decided the woods were no bueno so we would just smoke on our deck. So anyways I have had two very strange occurrences in the last two weeks. Also. I don't know if it was a crawler that I saw slash heard, but I figured I would post here and see what everyone's opinion is. 
Anyways, about two weeks ago, I'm out on my deck or patio. We live on the second floor, and there's a staircase leading up to the door that takes you up the stairs to the third floor and whatnot, and I'm smoking a cigarette. It's about 2 or 3 a.m., and I hear a bunch of rustling at the far end of the parking lot behind our building, out in the woods. So I look over there, and all I hear is this loud screech. I assumed it was some type of animal at first, but it kept walking a few feet and then screeching. It did this repeatedly until it was almost in front of me, but still in the woods if that makes sense. At this point I feel like something or someone is watching me, so I walk down into the parking lot and as soon as I did I hear the screech, but even louder this time moving towards me. I ran as fast as I've ever run in my entire life back up the steps into my apartment shutting and locking the door. About 10 minutes later I open the glass door, we have a screen door on the very outside and I still hear the screeching but even further down and deeper into the woods. I haven't heard it since that night. I really don't believe it was an animal because I've lived relatively secluded most of my life at my dad's house and I heard animals and bugs and all that all the time so I don't know it was just really weird. The most recent event occurred last weekend. I was dead tired after I got out of work at 11pm and I was out on the deck smoking again and at some point I fell asleep in my chair out there. So I wake up it's about 3.30am and I stood up, stretched and then lit another cigarette. Well at this point I have shaken off the sleepies and I'm kind of just scanning the tree line. As I'm doing this, near the far right corner of the parking lot we have those cattails or whatever they're called, the tall grass crap. While looking I lifted my eyes up because whatever was over there caught my attention right away. I swear whatever this was, it was maybe seven, seven and a half feet tall, kind of hunched over and just staring at me. I noticed no other features that stuck out just long limbs and a blank face. As soon as I looked at it, it turned and kind of galloped into the mouth of the woods and was just gone like that. I don't know if it was a crawler, or just an animal making me look stupid, but whatever it was gave me a creepy feeling. But that sums up my events, if I seem crazy then do tell me so because I'd rather that then be what it could be lol. Let me know what you think and thank you. I was working late last night and while I was taking out the garbage, when I arrived at the dumpsters I smelled a stench similar to wet dog and blood. I looked up when I heard rustling in a bush and I saw a large black creature, about 7-8 feet tall, covered in fur. It appeared to be humanoid in shape, except with the head of a wolf slash coyote. It had its back towards me and was walking towards a dark area in the forest. I immediately ran away when I saw it so I didn't get a picture. I'm still not sure what it was. But my cowker told me it was probably a skinwalker and I really can't think of any other explanations. Does anyone have any other explanations? Does anyone know if there are skinwalkers in this area? Should I be concerned? I was driving home from the night shift at my job in Pinkham Notch, New Hampshire in the White Mountain National Forest. It was a half an hour's drive at around 10.30 p.m. I'm always on alert for moose and bears which can pop onto the road at any time. The night was foggy and wet. Suddenly, about 10 minutes from town, 
I noticed a movement next to my truck on the driver's side. It was a very large animal running alongside at an angle as though trying to cross Route 16 from left to right. My truck was in the way of its crossing and I swerved to avoid it. It was doing about 50 miles per hour and it kept right up for about a quarter mile. It had a full coat of six inch long silvery black and gray hair undulating, thrust its hind legs forward so fast it was a blur, and pushed its long front leg or arms under its body to propel. The head was tucked down in the dark. I maintained my speed and the creature kept right up not tiring at all. Then suddenly the movement turned into a hyperspeed blur and it launched forward in front of my truck and jumped the guardrail near a stony brook to my right. It disappeared. It was not a bear. I have spent a lot of time alone or with others in the mountains of New Hampshire and Maine with many large animal encounters. I never saw anything like this before. It opened my eyes that these Bigfoot beings are around. Now as I hike the deep woods with my dog I notice strange things like uprooted saplings, tree trunks, and roots stuck into the ground upside down, carefully arranged identical stones and patterns on the path. I have feelings of not being alone. I quietly sing and deliberately think that I am simply passing through and I have no desire to mingle with or bother others on the trail. I travel with my dog and a loaded 9mm pistol just in case. So far I've been left alone. I bump into hikers on the Appalachian Trail and sometimes give them a ride to town. So far no one has admitted to any encounters, but I always ask if they have noticed anything strange on the trail. When I was in high school I was a member of a volunteer search and rescue team. We would get called out, mostly on weekends in the summer to help hikers who had been injured or gotten lost on one of the hundreds of trails in our county. It was very intense, but I really enjoyed being able to use my wilderness skills to help people out. One morning, we got a call at about 4 a.m. to go and search for a small plane that had crashed into a mountain during a night flight. I was about 16 and got excused from days of school for doing volunteer work, so I jumped out of bed and drove over to the mountain. We found the plane after about three hours of searching by tracking a transponder signal. My team was second on sight and they wouldn't let me near the plane because I was a minor, but I watched as they pulled the victims pretty heavily mangled bodies out of the cabin of the plane. All three had been killed on impact and in the darkness probably hadn't known they were about to hit the mountain. We ended up loading the victims into litters basically fiberglass stretchers with a bike wheel attached to the bottom and hauling them down the mountain on foot because, due to tree cover, we weren't able to get the helivac chopper close enough for an air extraction. I ended up carrying two of the victims down the mountain and had to throw my leather work gloves away afterward because the victim's blood had soaked through the body bag and gotten on my hands. On this particular trail, the beginning of the hike is about a half mile of steep, rocky terrain. Rather than bringing the first victim all the way to the trailhead for extract, we stashed them in a bush off the trail before the steep part and then went back for the other person. A lot of people had to go to therapy after that particular mission, I more just thought the whole experience was very surreal. I think the things that stuck with me the most were the coping mechanisms we used to handle the situation while we were working. 
We were making little jokes like, oh, his head's leaking. Punch that elbow back in. It's sticking out while we were carrying the bodies down. Personally, I'm just grateful that I didn't walk away from that experience with any trauma, and I will never get on a small plane and fly around in a mountainous area at night. It was grayish or white and it happened in Iron River, Michigan, Mineral Hills, where I was born and raised. Also, there was talk of alien abduction in the 70s-80s where I am not discounting this has happened to myself or my family. It was like 11 p.m. or midnight in 1997 or 1998 and it was not a large owl, it was far bigger. We were about to drive down a hill and there it was out of nowhere like it swooped down in front of the car. I want to say from one wing to the end of the next likely 8 to 10 feet wide. We both screamed and it flew into the darkness to our old mining grounds. It's almost like it came from behind us and then swooped in front of our vehicle. All I can say is that it seemed whitish-gray and I'm not sure about the legs or feet. All I know is it was like a human-like body and then a humongous wingspan. Far larger than an owl. It is just like if my husband who is six foot one would be flying and have a huge wingspan. When asked by the investigator if she had previously had any encounters, the witness stated that she had not. The witness then stated that a friend of hers had reminded her that they had another encounter approximately two weeks after the initial encounter. My friend reminded me there was a second time within weeks of that first encounter. It was flying above our old village hall, again late at night, and immediately flew out of sight. We were almost at her house and she screamed saying, there it is again, then flew off. Both were very fast encounters we never investigated further. I was coming back on a long hike to the Oxian, on our way back daylight was closing on me. I were a more calm part of the dunes and there were not a lot of four-wheelers I this part of the dunes. I entered a small part of 4A and could barely hear the faint whisper of the creek. I was glossing around and saw a large jagged rock on my left. It started drizzling and I threw up my head blocking my side views of the scene. I was about halfway through when I heard stealthy pats, I admittedly froze. I had no clue what it could be. I turned around just I time to see a large furry leg slip around a bend. It was large and seemed human-like, I believe it was Bigfoot and clearly it was OT trying to harm me. I was too petrified to give chase and I sprinted all the way to my car. When my grandmother was younger, she was walking home from school. When she got to the farm that she lived on, she saw the figure of her mother out on the field waving to her and yelling her name beckoning her to come to her. My grandmother ran into the house to leave her backpack before going out to the field. When she got to the kitchen her mother was there cooking. There was no way that her mother managed to get in the house before her. Could it have been a skinwalker or a wendigo? This happened in northern Sweden so it shouldn't be possible that it was a skinwalker, right? It was her mother's voice Oswell so it couldn't have been somebody else. New to hiking. 
found this trail in Griffith Park, Los Angeles that I have been going to for months. I love that I rarely pass people. I'm a loner, so it's heaven for me. This trail is not overpacked, and this is Los Angeles, so that's unusual. On this evening, I did pass a couple who were talking to their little boy about the cat up in the hill. I come to the conclusion that they must be talking about coyotes. I see them all the time. I take a few steps in the direction I'm heading and look to the side of the mountain, and there I see the most famous mountain lion in Los Angeles, P-22. I am in awe of such a beautiful creature. I really can't believe what I'm seeing. I stand and watch him weave through the shrubs on side of mountains so easily camouflaging with the mountain. At one point he turns and looks at me directly in the eyes, and this is when I snap back to reality and the fear runs through my body. I keep eye contact and wave my arms, as I've been told to do when one encounters a mountain lion. I see him disappear in the mountainside. I typically try to avoid other humans on the trail, but this time I wished to encounter someone else so bad. The trail was lonely as ever. I walked down the mountain so fast. Next day I called the park rangers who confirmed this way in fact P-22 hanging out in his usual spot. They're tracking him and so far, in the many years he's been living in this park, he has never been a danger to the public. Nevertheless, this is an experience I will never forget. I grew up in Park City, Utah and hiked all the mountains there as a kid. Knew my bearings, what plants I could eat, what to stay away from and had good common sense to stay away from ridges, old mining caves and shit. Few years later in 1980, I was at the YMCA Camp Roger Summer Camp in Kamas, Utah. Our camp leader, we were all in groups, took us on an overnight hike. He got us lost and this was when there were no cell phones. We hiked and spent another night where it rained on us so no fire. We hiked the entire next day and were exhausted, ran out of water and food. When we hiked over a side ridge I immediately recognized the place because I had been there as a pre-teen cutting firewood with my foster dad. I knew where water was in a road, so I told the camp leader I knew exactly where we were and I'm heading that direction. At first he completely refused to believe me, so I said F him and began hiking towards where I knew the road was in water, and eventually most of the kids followed me. Within a half hour I had us all out of there on a road and flagged down a camper. I was 12 at the time. A year later, another dumbass YMCA camp leader led a group of boys up on top of a ridge where they jumped from one rock to another rock, lower with a gap, and realized they couldn't jump back. They all had to be rescued. F that camp. I was hiking in the Cascades in Willamette National Forest, Oregon. It was a remote area of the range. On the seventh day of my hike, the hair on the back of my neck started to stand up. I chalked it up to be a mountain lion in the area. But the weird thing was the uneasy feeling never left. That night I set up camp, planning to stay put for a few days. That is when I heard the strange howling. It wasn't wolves or bears or any other animal I had ever heard. The closest thing I could relate it to is the noises primates make. This persisted for the next few nights. 
something started rummaging through my campsite soon after. I assumed it was a bear or raccoon. But then on the ninth day, I woke up and my food bag was removed from the tree. Something had cut the line through. All my food was gone. I decided to break camp and push forward. I had a few days left until the end of the trail. I could always fish for food. The same nightly activities occur on the 11th night. By that time I was sure that I was being followed. Something started throwing rocks at my tent. For some reason, I lost it. I screamed into the darkness for whatever it was to leave me alone. Hoping it was just some person f asterisk king with me and maybe they'd leave me the hell alone. Instead, it grew quiet for the first time in nights. Nothing could be heard. Then a scream louder and more vicious than any other night cut through the silence. Then nothing, complete and utter silence again. Despite it being quiet I wasn't able to sleep that night. I just waited. The next day I continued my hike, dead tired, just wanting to get out. The hair on the back of my neck still standing, and the forest was still quiet. I felt like I was being hunted. Towards the end of the day, I sat down to rest before pushing a few more miles when I saw it. Something tall and large, bigger than any man or animal I had seen, sliding through the forest not making a noise. I yelled at it. It turned to look at me. I never got a good look at it through the trees and the brush and it was dark. I threw a rock at it and then pulled my knife. This thing just kept staring at me. I don't know what kicked in, but I no longer felt scared. Damn it, I was angry and I bluff charged at the thing. It stepped back a few steps then stopped. I yelled again. This time it took off running to my left. It had long strides and was quite agile. I was very tired and made camp there. A night of silence. When I woke up the next day I knew that I had about 10 miles until the end of the trail. Exhausted, hungry, and mentally drained, I made my way out. As I got closer and closer to the end of the trail, the typical forest noises returned. I no longer had this feeling of unease. I got to the trail's end and sat in my car. I was an emotional wreck. I believe that I was stalked by a Sasquatch, but I just don't know. I told a park ranger about it and he jokingly said they have a bunch of Sasquatch sightings in the area, but most likely it was my own imagination. I still do a lot of long hikes, but that trip was by far the worst. 